0: Carissa here. I'm the UFCVM communications intern and pre-vet student. It can be terrifying to try and correct something you feel is wrong, but being a veterinarian means being an advocate for others when there is a conflict. Join Alex Avellino and Ted Spiker as they walk us through conflict management and resolution on
1: today's episode. Welcome to the Pre-Vet PauseCast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avelino, and today my guest is, first of all, I should just start by saying this is a big, big deal today because we're talking about conflict management and resolution, which I think is a great topic, but also can be difficult to talk about. So I'm excited to have Ted Spiker here. Ted, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Will you tell the folks, now you're not a veterinarian
0: i certainly am not
1: and i should remind our listeners that every other episode so even numbered episodes are non-veterinary professionals so you are representing journalism today So will you tell folks who you are where you went to undergrad your professional journey okay
0: uh real quick i am currently the chair of the department of journalism at the university of florida i've been at uf for a little over 20 years um, on faculty teach a variety of courses focusing on magazine writing sports media uh, health media so there's a little bit of connection totally here totally um, and my background is in uh, magazines spent about 10 years in, in magazines before I uh, came to teach I uh, went to the University of Delaware as undergrad and go blue, hens blue hens.
1: blue roll blue, is it roll fightin', hands fighting <laughs> blue
0: Hens. come on Fighting blue hens. Fighting blue hens. And uh, masters uh, at Columbia University. Uh, no PhD. Uh, we're a professional schools, so we have a mix of uh, mix of uh, faculty who are PhD and those who are more professionally oriented. But my outside is, i still do a lot of writing, and most of that is in the health space. So I do have an interest in, even though it's not the animal body, the human body, and there.
1: It's right. one health. There's one medicine. There they is they, one they're health. translatable. What. Of, of health, of sports, journalism, all that, what wakes you up in the morning? What are you, which topic are you most passionate about? Uh,
0: th- I mean, this will, this will be sort of weird and maybe sound like a wishy-washy answer, but what I love about journalism, what I love about teaching, what I love about university atmosphere is that it's usually different all the time, right? So I wouldn't want to do health every day or sports every day because – you know, journalists are, we're trained to do a little bit of everything. Sure, sure. And that's sort of the fun of it, right? The novelty of learning different things all, all the time.
1: All so. the time. Yeah, little experts in, in all areas of the fields. So conflict yeah, management and resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I had kind of – I knew I wanted to have you on the show. You speak to my undergrads. Um, always like a great storyteller, especially when it comes to like talking about sports and, and you know, the excitement of the hero's journey. You start off and then you become a champion, all, the, all those good things. But – We're going to talk about something maybe not as fun, which is conflict management and resolution. As a department chair, I thought you would be great because I'm sure you're dealing with faculty and students. So when I'm just curious, when we said that this might be your topic, what were your thoughts? Were you pumped? Were you like, oh, God, I don't want to talk about this. I deal with it all day.
0: No. So I was really excited because my whole life I've been conflict diverse. Oh, ooh, totally conflict diverse. Like I like there's a faculty member who nicknamed me Switzerland. Because I'm just, you know, I try to see both sides. Yeah, yeah. I I want peace. I want people to be happy. Okay. And I do not like conflict um, and traditionally haven't. But over the last, I'd say, four or five years, um, I've sort of embraced it and had a change in the way I think about it. And that's, I guess, what we'll talk about um, today. No. So I learned that by being conflict-averse, you are letting down a lot of people.
1: Uh, letting, oh, interesting so, so perspective. You're letting
0: down. You're letting down maybe yourself. You're letting down your opponent or foe. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. and you're letting down certain stakeholders that may be a part of the conflict that is, are not directly in it. So it's your almost your responsibility mm. to engage in conflict now. There's a big difference between healthy conflict and Yeah, like yeah, drama. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeking it out. Yeah, and all that stuff. Right. right. I don't want unnecessary conflict. I don't want that. I don't like people who just stir up things. You know, right. I don't like that. But conflict is a healthy part of growth. It's a healthy part of a team. It's a healthy part of um, what we do. And as soon as things started to shift and I learned how to sort of figure out how to approach it, my approach changed. And, and I think it actually has it's – a, it's a health thing. Okay. So here's my – so all well, I'm
1: on the, I'm a, on the edge of my seat because I'm no, like yes teach me how to no, not be afraid of conflict. No, so
0: I, I you know I think all of our health oriented people here will will get this right. Okay. This brain is probably the most complex organ we have. Right? Totally. We have a reptilian side and we have a logical side. <laughs> yes. Right. So in conflict, and in any emotion, reptilian kicks first. in. It's the first. Yes. Right? It's the first. So whenever there's conflict, there's anger, there's competition, there's this just. Eh, instinctual need to be engaged and to fight or flee right? Sure. right right and that's the reptilian function and it will always kick in first that's why we're tempted to eat the taco because it's right oh there God, it's yes. why we have all emotions so right. emotion is is first and that's why conflict is so hard because when we get the emotions intertwined with it yep then it doesn't become about solving the conflict it becomes about winning
1: it's not right logical. so we yeah. need the yes.
0: executive function we need the logical <laughs> side of the brain to deal with, deal with conflict and yeah. as soon as you sort of get past the things about not taking it personally about not having preach, to preach come on
1: <laughs> it's hard it's but hard i know i know i know it is
0: hard but there are some <laughs> ways i think to deal with it
1: wait, wait wait but what made you are you going to tell me what made you shift four years ago like how did the shift happen
0: i think over time okay um and i think it was a series of factors um um i don't think i'm out of turn saying this like when I t- so I'm a faculty member for whatever, yeah, you know, thirteen years. Okay. All right. I don't have I have student conflict, but I don't have like this infrastructure con- of conflict right. that a chart department chair has. There's there are conflicts with students, there are conflicts with faculty administrators, all kinds of conflict. Yeah. Um. And I had a pretty big conflict internally. It was a long-term conflict, and it was a long- and it, and it just ate me up. It just. Drove me crazy, drove me up a wall. And I, and I don't think I'm at a turn saying, and I don't mind saying this, as soon as I became chair, I started like, like bourbon every night, right? Like I'm going, <laughs> this, coming home. Because you were I, so stressed. Well, yeah, I just needed something to, to chill out. To chill out, okay. Right? You know, and then I did a couple things and we did a couple things as an organization that sort of figured out the conflict and figured out some resolutions. And, you know, I saw what had worked and what had not worked and it clicked And I also did some leadership training. Okay. Which is really good. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just think just shifting your perspective, which, you know, we could talk about a little bit in terms of how to do that. you know, it's easy to ignore problems. Yes, it right? is. Right, and then so the conflict festers. Sure. And the conflict creates more conflict it when does, you ignore it. Right. And then when you actually address it, it's uncomfortable, but when you fix it- Feels so
1: much better. Feels so much better. Yeah. So
0: um, I think, you know, having the, the logic side override the emotion side- Yes. Is, is a key, right? And that's right. in short-term conflicts and, and really long, long-term long
1: conflict. Right, and maturity to be able to let that executive function take over.
0: Yeah, and and it's not, it's not even maturity as much as it is taking a beat. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I and I think that like that's the key. I mean, the whole you know take a deep breath is just cliche. And, Do and, you think? Well, it's I think it's cliche advice. But it works. But it works. Yeah. And I, don't, and I think I might tell you a story later where I did that. Okay. And um, but it it's it's just about taking a pause to let just give your logic uh, a second yeah. to override the reptile.
1: Okay. Okay. That's it. So you're saying, okay, so we're presented with conflict. That reptilian side of our brain, the caveman side of our brain, kicks in, and instead of engaging with that, take a second, and then let the executive function and the logic side come in. I
0: think. I mean, obviously, everything is variable dependent. Depends on the conflict. Depends sure. On who. You're I mean,
1: with. if you're like in a in an alley and you have to fight for your life, yeah, go full lizard. Except <laughs> full lizard. Yeah, but yes. if you are dealing with. Humans, clients, other veterinarians, technicians, um, you know, family members. Take us. Take a beat. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, as department chair, you have all these opportunities to engage with conflict. I like that there's this reframe that you're saying that being averse to conflict isn't helping really anybody because we have to approach it. Yes. Okay. So then, I mean, tell me some stories then. What, what, what examples do you have of maybe conflict that went well and conflict that didn't?
0: So the, so the one went bad was so I've been teaching at UF for 20 years. Uh-huh. And I taught before that as an adjunct while I was working at Magazine. So I've been teaching for like 30 years, mm-hmm. right? So it's, I have a lot of students. I have never, ever once snapped at a student.
1: I don't see you snapping. You don't see. I, well, you're don't, not a snappy I'm not, I'm not a guy. I'm not a snapper. You're not a snapper. I'm not a
0: snapper. And um, wait, I, are you
1: about to tell me that you snapped at a student? Yes. Well, what yes. happened? <laughs> it was a problem child. Well,
0: you know, it, it, I won't get into the details because yeah. uh, you know nobody really cares about the details too much. But what happened was the student asked for some special circumstance, and and what we tried to do is we. I don't like being, this is the way it works, this is the rule, you can't do it. Right, it's, it's you're like flexible. Flexible, work with it, yep. maintain our standards, but see what we can do to, to reach your goals. So this student had this unusual request, a request that I probably wouldn't have approved. So I really thought, and I worked, I had to bring some other people into it. I went through a lot to sort of make it work and, and sort of compromise, okay. maintain standards, but give the student what they wanted. And um, I thought I did that. And then what I did was I left, in my mind... This is important in my mind, right? We all have different perspectives.
1: Absolutely. In my
0: mind, I said, okay, this is how I'm leaving it. You confirm with me that this is what you want to do. So after the student left, I actually wrote out an email confirming what I had talked about, and I kept it in my drafts folder.
1: I think everyone should listen. Always document whatever you're dealing with with conflicts. Okay, so we have an email ready to go. Okay.
0: And it's ready to go. And it sits in my draft box. It sits in my draft box. It sits in my draft box because I never got confirmation.
1: Okay, no follow-up from the student.
0: Three weeks later, student comes in. Are we all set? And I deleted it from my draft folder. It was like, I guess he doesn't need it anymore. Oh. Deleted it from my draft folder. A student comes in and says, are we all set with what we talked about? And I just, just inside I boiled and I could tell my tone was getting a little, a little huffy, not too bad. Okay. a little huffy. Like, what? you were going to get back to me? Like, I actually went through all this to make this happen? And yeah. I, I went, he's like, no, that's not what I, I remember this. And, you know. I may have gotten it wrong, but in my mind, I wouldn't have deleted that draft if I wasn't waiting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I started explaining all this. Uh-huh. The student steps to me and says, "Time out! Time out!"
1: Ew! Ew! <laughs> and I'm like,
0: and I'm not one like about titles and. You but have to, still. But you're me
1: to time out. Yeah. Right.
0: And I said, "Don't you tell me to time
1: out?" Oops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it was it was much.
1: Did they have a face like, oops, like they knew they had done something wrong? Uh, I don't think so. They, you know what? Anyone who has the audacity to say time out, time out to a professor is like, they probably aren't going to be worried if you snap at them because they're out of their mind. And, you know. No. So I, well.
0: <laughs> Yes, and that's why I did it. Because I was sort of trying to establish the boundary. And I said, I'm going to go to the restroom. You can go into my office. Uh Because you needed a break. It was the pause, right? Yes, the pause. And I knew that I shouldn't have talked like that. Even if they said that, I shouldn't have talked like that. Okay, that's
1: fair. That's fair.
0: So I came back. I apologize for talking like that. But I still explained my my point of view. So that was a minor conflict. It was an in-the-moment conflict. It was not a festering conflict. But that's what we deal with. We deal with in-the-moment emotions.
1: But if we break it down... Right. So like, let's go through the steps, because what happens is these these vet students are going to have these veterinary school interviews and they might be asked, talk about a time where you had conflict. So they might tell the story, but then they need to break down the steps. So what I hear you saying is that this student had this unusual circumstance. You jumped through a lot of hoops to make it happen. Had your follow ups ready to go. Student doesn't follow through, but then comes in later and has kind of what I'm hearing, maybe a bit of entitlement about the next steps or. Uh, maybe has a tone, and then oh, I think it was a miscommunication. It like, sounds I like think, a miscommunication, I think that sure. Absolutely, thought okay. What would be. Yeah, miscommunication, and then but then approached you in maybe a more I'm gonna say
0: aggressive way. Well, I'm gonna give the student credit. The student reacted to my huffiness okay. about him asking the question. Okay, fair. I'm trying to see this other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, right, right? right. And So um,
1: breaking down like whatever the conflict was, but then and then following up with I knew. Like, you knew you were in that reptilian moment, needed to take a break, came back, and apologized, which is, like, a big move. That's a mature move.
0: Right, because I think I should have gotten an apology. I, 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 not, I do, too. I, I, I do, get, too. I did not get one. For but the you you
1: apologized. And, and then, so what would you say, like, in the future, what do you wish you had done differently? And how I, could I, you have done differently?
0: I think I could have absolutely said, it is inappropriate for you to tell me. To time out okay. Without saying, don't you tell me. Yeah, like, okay. I, I was like, you can so still. So maybe more
1: colleague, less dad. Because like, I didn't go dad. Well, I, I mean, I, I actually, I guess it, it was kind of. It's it, to me that's what I when I heard, "Don't you tell me," my brain said that feels like dad. Right. Yeah, and, and I, you are I, a dad. And I
0: yes, but I never do that. Like I, yeah. I I've never talked to a student
1: that was. Well. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but in I, that I could. Have,
0: I still could have maintained. Yeah. You You talked out of turn to me. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, do you feel like? is it important for students when they feel like they're in a conflict to figure out if they have things that might trigger them that will take them over the edge? So if it's like I already have this issue with I did a lot of work for this person, they haven't followed up, now this person's coming back into my office, should they have awareness that there might be a conflict approaching? How can they kind of prepare?
0: I think, you know, anytime there's a a conflict, it's because you feel like, a right has been wronged or Oh like right. an injustice. Right. Right. Yes. That's what it is. And, yes.
1: Yes. And
0: you may be right, but you also have to think there's another side to the story. Right? Yeah. Or there's another perspective. And that's what I've tried to do is try to understand other people's perspectives on on it. That doesn't mean they're right.
1: No, it doesn't <laughs> right, mean they're right. It doesn't but, mean
0: they're right. But it but it does give you sort of a um, Less of the, I got a win approach. Yes. And more of the, let's just, well, let's just sort of...
1: Squash it. Well, let's,
0: let's figure it out. Most of the conflicts aren't about, like, you disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Most of the conflicts are about... I need an action and my action is not being fulfilled mm-hmm. and you need to... How to make have, that happen. You need to change my grade. Oh, okay. Need, right? There's an action that needs to be resolved yes. and either you win or you lose. Right. So it's not like I think my grade should be this and I think my grade should right. be that. Right. There still it's, needs an action. There's an action. Uh-huh. So it's less about respecting opinion. It's about it's about sort of figuring out what the right solution is on, on people of opinion about whatever the conflict yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I can th- think something about you. You can think something about me or we can have competing thoughts yes but what is the actual thing that we're trying to
1: resolve right because there could be there's a lot i mean what i'm hearing is there's just different conflicts because you could have a, an argument with someone and that just might be like all right yeah, you, yeah disagreement right. but if there's a conflict between how are we going to get something done and we have differing ways to get it done or someone's not doing what they're supposed to do i think a good example in undergrad is group projects yeah, yeah, yeah. so many conflicts happen because of group projects because maybe somebody's not holding up their end of the deal uh they're not available there's some kind of conflict there so how do you make sure that you get what you need to get done while keeping your cool right. and your reputation mm-hmm. Right. okay do you have an example of a time where you handle conflict really well i
0: think so I mean, this is, <laughs> I mean my memory is not very good so i'm using recent examples but i'll try to keep this one quick too so um we're in a meeting and someone in the meeting didn't like um one of the decisions that was announced that I announced, okay. even though it had been talked about for months. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, and and then somebody else in the meeting said something that further offended the the person. Okay. So the person dropped off the Zoom. Like the person just disappeared off the Zoom. Oh, you're
1: joking. No, no, no. That feels immature. Which, but
0: but okay, like rather than like they took, take, take they took a break. They took a break.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> so um, the person who was mad was mad. And I saw this person in the hallway. Probably thirty minutes later, oops, wouldn't even look at me.
1: That's awkward. Wouldn't even look at That's me, awkward. right? And right. usually
0: it's fine. Right? right, everybody's friendly. Yeah, wouldn't even look at me. So, oh gosh. Um, you know, we set up a time to meet. And did um, you reach out to them? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, got, I meant to check to to see if I had, but I'm almost positive that that I did. Um, and we met, and. The person's demeanor was just still very mad and upset. Mm -hmm. Explained it like this person went first. Right. They just said everything. Okay. And um, it was was an interesting conversation because I had to acknowledge how this person felt. Yeah, empathy. But I also had to correct some errors. Sure. So I corrected the errors. Mm Mm-hmm. And talk through the decision again, even though it had been talked through several times. Mm -hmm. Tried to explain it more fully.
1: Uh
0: Um, And and then what I think was a fairly successful tactic was talked about trying not to view it as something that was bad for you. But here's how we're going to spin it into more opportunities for you in a different way. And this is what I would like you to think about Mm -hmm. and think about how this can create a new pathway for you and create different opportunities and make you fulfilled. And, you know, I don't have, I have a good relationship with this person and this person is a good performer. So by the end, very different demeanor. Okay. Happy, thankful, Uh appreciated, just appreciated talking, understood the decision now. And it was, um, and, and I, I think it was about a couple things. One was listening, two was new opportunities, right? So it wasn't just here's the decision, this is what's gonna happen. Right. And three, giving some space to the person Mm. to be able to sort of talk it through. Yes. Um, But I think that's built over time. Like trust trust in the
1: relationship, yeah. So
0: I think even though there were emotions about the decision, Mm -hmm. there was trust that we were trying to make it okay.
1: something too. thinking about conflict people might think conflict does involve like yelling or icing somebody out but if you have trust with the person you might be doing either one of those things and there's still trust there like you can trust that we'll come back around this
0: person comes at me like in a really good way challenges me Uh makes me think about different things you know doesn't he just this is what it's how they are yes okay but this is what the person does that's brilliant in my mind is it's either before or in the middle of the discussion he always establishes we 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 share the same goal we want best we want what's best for our students
1: Mm -hmm. so before you even start yes so we have common ground
0: yeah he is so smart that he establishes a common ground Hmm. and that allows us to not be like you're right i'm right you're wrong right yeah, we might th- disagree on how, but we're we're after the same goal.
1: That's a good strategy. It's
0: a great, it's a great strategy. And okay, that's, I've actually learned from that and tried to apply that. Okay, to conflicts. They're yeah, like, okay, what do we get after here first? What's the result? Not like who wins. Yes, but yes, what's yes. the result?
1: For the letters of rec for vet school, they can ask anybody who is a professional to write them a letter of recommendation. So there could be a student someday in one of your classes who wants to go to vet school and they get really close with you and they say "I had journalism students. Who is that right? It is. Have any, has anyone asked you to write you a letter, write a letter I think yet? I did write a letter. This okay. 15 years ago. Okay. So then you've had experience in this. So right now there's this form and you have to fill out the form and let's say it comes to react, um, conflict management and resolution. And you have to rank a student either excellent, average or poor what kinds of interactions would you have to have with a student in a classroom to be like, they have excellent conflict resolution? Because in my experience, most of the time, my students, there's not that much conflict in the classroom. Like no. we're, we're teaching, they're learning, having a good relationship. What do you think some ways some students could get closer with professors or professionals to show them you're a good manager of conflict? It's amazing. Like
0: this generation of students to me is incredibly polite and mature. So when I have students come, and have a conflict.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, the aforementioned example. Except for that one. Right. That was just one. Have been incredibly polite. Right. I and mean, that person actually was actually very polite in the beginning. Huh. Um, <laughs> um, incredibly polite, mature, respectful in how they ask a question. Say they understand if it's not possible. Yes. Right? So, I mean, there are students who come at you and say, this is not right. This is why I'm right. paying for this and class. And that's not a good look. Right. Mm-hmm. And you may, they may be right, but you know, I subscribe to the theory of your kindness is going to be a lot more effective than being a bully, mm-hmm. right? Now, being a bully can work with some people. Short-term, sort of Short short-term folks. Term. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and so I don't know. I mean, it's hard for a student to, to show that, you know.
1: Yeah, I think, but what you're talking about with the terms, like, I understand if it's not possible. I would say most students, unless it's a huge lecture, are gonna engage with their professor at some time, either through email or in person, about something that they need. A wedding is coming up. They have a doctor's note for something. They don't understand an assignment. So maybe the the key word there is polite, just staying polite and professional in all of your interactions with them is a good step in the right direction in case there might not be any big conflicts throughout the semester.
0: When we say conflict, we think war, we think winning, we think losing, Mm -hmm. we think aggression, we think anger, we think this bad thing. And I think conflict needs to be reframed as a negotiation or a persuasion. So instead of a war, it's a dance, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. A little back
1: and forth.
0: Right? And I think that helped me. To yes. so say, conflict isn't a bad thing. Confl- it's it's just We're just talking through something that we have sure. we have to come up with. It's
1: neutral. It's not good or it's not bad. Right. Okay. Yes. Conflict is a dance. Well, yeah. I love that. Yes. I mean, you know. You give a little. I give a little. Maybe we pause in the two-step. We listen to each other. We reflect. Maybe we take a break. Maybe we say, it's water break. We need to come yeah. back to the dance, see how we feel. Maybe not facing a conflict right away. You're still facing it because you're thinking about it. Instead of running right into For it. For sure. So yeah. if someone's saying, like, oh, I don't want to deal with this, it's like, oh, I haven't dealt with it yet, but I'm still thinking about it. I'm strategizing. Yes. Yeah, so I'm getting limber before the well, dance. Well, you
0: know, there's some, so, again, we'll side street this a little bit, but I have this offline conversation with a few of my colleagues about, like, <laughs> about conflicts. And, and and we came to sort of this sort of, a couple of us by nature are very fast responders, we're fast responders. We want to solve the problem. We want to move on. We want to help you. Okay, that's me. So over time, we've sort of tapped into this idea of, like, you can take a beat. Yeah. And sometimes the conflict resolves itself. But, you know, this whole conversation, it doesn't mean you shouldn't stand up for yourself and be assertive. So true. And, right? So, so true. It's, it's, again, it's not about, you know, being just rolling over or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and, like, you know, power dynamics are a huge thing, right? Who uh, yeah. ultimately has the power is central to sort of how you deal with the conflict. But when you do have the power, you need to be open. Mm. And when you don't have the power, you need to be unafraid to sort of of talk it through.
1: Right, so you have to decide in each conflict what position are you in. If you're in the position, let's say the more subservient position, let's say student to teacher, if you're gonna approach that professor with conflict, maybe have solutions ready to go, maybe have drafted a really nice email ahead of time, have somebody read it over. And then if you're the professor, when y'all eventually get to that point, When students are coming to you with conflict, how are you going to respond? Are you going to respond like, you know, attack mode, or are you going to give it a beat? Remember how you fell in their shoes. There's a lot.
0: This is layered. Well, so, you know, we we think of conflict as conflict management. Conflict management is really persuasion. Oh, oh. I mean, how do I? I don't need to beat you and win. Mm -hmm. I'm hopefully trying to find a solution where you kind of see you're on board with, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't have to agree. Right. But I want to use my tools of persuasion, not my tools of conflict management. So I think that's what happened in the example with the person who we gave opportunities to. Mm-hmm. I was able, mm-hmm. I used I used the two tactics, or three tactics of per- persuasion, you know, data. You know, so I used some data to make the, the case. Some storytelling, which is the emotion. We as love. As connection. And then the third is the emotion, right? Yes. It's to make you feel good about sort of where we're we're going. And I didn't do that sort of,
1: Manipulative. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. I did it because I really truly believed that what we were doing was better for our students, but I still want what's good for you too. Yeah.
1: Well I I hear you that it's not manipulative, but I also like this the thought that you can kind of gamify conflict like we're not trying to win but we are trying to help persuade the other person to get on board with what we think is best for both parties and so instead of approaching conflict in dread because so many i know so many students are like i they're conflict averse they don't want to have to approach anyone they don't have to deal with anything but approaching it more from that like asking questions curious fascinated standpoint of like okay this has come up how can we make it work It'll just make you, like, it'll bring your cortisol so much. It'll bring it down. You'll feel better.
0: It's absolutely true. Yeah.
1: What can the students do, like, today that can help them with conflict management and resolution?
0: Okay. So this is, so today, yep. I would say you go on your social media channels. <laughs> and I would follow Adam Grant. Who's that? He is um, an organizational psychologist. Has a huge following on social and all media. Was the youngest tenured professor at the Wharton School of Business. Wow. Um, he has a popular podcast called Work Life. And the tagline is how to make work not suck.
1: Oh, I'm excited for myself for this, yes. too. So
0: he's got a podcast. He's got books. He has, you know, counterintuitive thoughts about the workplace. Mm. And obviously, it's not all about conflict. It's about leadership. It's about performance. It's about, it's about conflict. It's okay. about everything. So I would, I would subscribe Instagram and Twitter um, and podcast and that you can do today. Day. Okay. And, and that's the gift that keeps on giving. True. Yes.
1: Okay. What can they do in a month? So in a month,
0: and we're going to assume that you're going to have some kind of conflict, you know, could so be, it could be in a relationship. It's.
1: I bet the second they turn this podcast off, something's coming. Something's coming. It could nope. be in
0: their inbox. Well, they don't even check their email. So it's in your text messages <laughs> right now. Um, the next conflict you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually make a purposeful effort to squirrel away and write down your strategies for handling the conflict, what points of view are from the other side, and what your common goal is. Just write it down, right? And then so you have it and you think about it and maybe you help come up with some solutions that can solve the conflict. It's just, it's the executive over the reptile, right? So. Just It's just a simple next-time conflict, just simple write it down as an exercise for yourself.
1: I Well, and I like it, too, because these are pre-vet students, high-functioning, high-achieving. They know how to handle homework. So we've basically given them a homework assignment, but a life homework assignment. The next time conflict comes up, have a plan. And I'm going to tell you guys this. If you are in a vet school interview and they say, how do you handle conflict? And you tell them, I approach conflict strategically with a plan, and I get my thoughts together, and I think about persuasion and empathy and the other person's perspective— Oh, you're ace in that interview. Yes. So it's good strategy. A year from now, what are we hoping that these students can achieve with their conflict management and resolution?
0: Okay. So I've got two. Can I give you two? Please. Uh, well, I mean, if it's a, you if, can persuade if it's me framed, to give you two. If it's framed as one thing, I don't want to break the rules. No,
1: but you can absolutely okay. give two.
0: So the first one I would do is so I am I am generally um, so respectful and in awe of our STEM folks and the people who go into medicine, especially the people going go into veterinary medicine. It's one of the most selfless professions there is. So, you know, kudos to you and thank you for what you do because our pets mean everything to um, all of us. So very much appreciate all you do. So in a year though, I think you could do a little bit of reading and studying on persuasion and communication skills, right? That doesn't mean you don't have them, but it, it's maybe not your natural inclination. Because if you are dealing with conflict, just having, it's not about, again, not about winning, it's about how do I talk to people? How do I email people, right? So using your written and oral skills are, are a great tool and it doesn't happen overnight. So it, it does take a little time. So read about it, think about it, develop those skills. That's one thing. The second thing is, um, you know, I think this will be more important in, the, in your veterinary career more than maybe now, or even as a vet student, right? Um, Is to find and use two conflict buddies.
1: Oh, what's a conflict buddy?
0: I don't know, I just made it up.
1: Okay, (laughs) let's develop this, TM, conflict buddy. Conflict buddy,
0: and because I use this without calling them a conflict buddy, is that I have two or three people that I can go to, but here's the key, they can't be yes people. They they need to challenge you, they need to challenge you. Okay.
1: God, they I know to, I know exactly who mine is. Okay. They need to
0: challenge you. They need to challenge you, and to help you think through it. And hey, you not may not always be be right.
1: Professor Spiker, we always ask uh, our guests to give like a big piece of life advice. Oh my God. So something that you think has really impacted you, or uh, you wish you would have heard when you were in undergrad. Something that only really they can hear from uh, your perspective. What oh What do they gosh. need to hear? I don't know if I. What would you tell? I mean, you have two very high. I should. I just. I think it's so cool that both of your boys played lacrosse at at the collegial level, and you've trained and raised athletes. I don't know. What would you. What would you tell high achieving folks?
0: I. I say this to, uh, journalism students, but I think that it applies to a lot of different paths. is um, cause we're in a really complex world now, where there's a lot of different skills and a lot of different things you're doing, and you have to know a little bit of everything. And this is especially true for. You know, vet students and medical students, right? they got to know a lot. A lot. So, you know, what I... Everybody likes to pit things as one or the other. If you're a specialist or a generalist. And what I try to tell people is, I need you to be a generalist because I need you to do a lot of things well in this world where there's so many things going on. But if you want to stand out, you do one thing better than anybody else does. Oh. And... And so you sort, so it's it's sort of unfair.
1: Yeah, do it and, all and, and be really good. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> oh, but, no. But it doesn't have to be, like, you know, to that extreme. Sure. Right? Like somebody, and you can apply this to the medical field, but, you know, somebody come, comes in here and all they know how to do is write is great. But can you do audio? Can you do video? Yeah, can it's, you, do you so, need to so?
1: be a one-man band. Be competent. But also... But also
0: do one thing. Do and the, one and, thing. And the one thing can be in a subject area or mm-hmm. it can be a skill.
1: Sure. Right. And, sure. And I think that
0: applies to the medical field. Um vets are, you know, they're, obviously there are a lot of specialists in the in the veterinary right. world, but they're there are also a ton of ton of generalists.
1: Right, too, and they do know. all the things, but maybe they're good at really what, what is the one thing you're really good at? I'm not. I'm not good at anything. You have I to be die, good yeah. at what, what would you say though? Because here's the thing Eating and bourbon. Listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really good at tacos. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had. I have something out of your what did you make? Jambalaya? Jambalaya. Gumbo? That was Jambalaya. good. Jambalaya, But I think I I often ask students. I'm like, tell me three characteristics about yourself, and I force them to. You know, you yeah, have man. to be able to list something about yourself. So, I, really I, I think good. I'm gonna say I'm I'm good at podcasting.
0: I am, you're very good at podcasting. Thank you, thank you. Yes.
1: And what are you good at? I don't
0: know. I think I'm I think I'm a pretty decent you know teacher.
1: I think you're a great teacher, and the thank students you. love you. Thank you. And your TikTok is is good. Yeah, it's okay. I, uh, I like uh, it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and talking about conflict management yes. and resolution and making it a lot more... What? conflict management, a, it's negotiation. Your conflict the negotiation, negotiation and, and persuasion. The dance. Yes. The the dance of the conflict. Yes. I feel inspired to that just... That feels like, like a movie. I'm ready to just the go up to everybody, everybody right now. And instead of having my fight face on, just like my very neutral, movie, let's, let's talk let's, face. Dance. Let's, let's, dance. Dance. let's dance. Like Batman.
0: Is that? Did they say
1: that? Batman? Didn't. No. What does Batman <laughs> say? Let's <laughs> dance.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's you dance in the... I told
1: you, I can't remember anything <laughs> It's all the bourbon. Stop it! I'm Alex Avelino, and we'll talk to you soon. Um, I should say that Professor Spiker and I know each other because we work out together on the weekends. We do! Yeah, so yes. we work out every weekend, and we do pretty fun workouts, so that's how we, we know each other. We will
0: not do burpees on this podcast.
1: No? Oh my God, I, we should do burpees! Yeah,
0: that's just that's just not that's good a, listening. It's terrible... <laughs> just not good listening. That's
1: a terrible idea.